Welcome to the You Can Have It All podcast to create a successful business and a thriving family. I am your host, Mona Tavassili. Hello and welcome to the first episode of You Can Have It All. My name is Mona Tavassili. I am a serial entrepreneur, the founder of Mompreneurs Worldwide, and the proud mom of two gorgeous kids. And this first episode, I decided to tell you about my entrepreneurial journey of establishing six brands, having two kids in between, one husband, in eight years. So as you can imagine, it's been a roller coaster ride. Lots of ups and downs, and I don't want to just share with you the success stories and the things that I learned, but also the moments that I felt the lowest of the low, the times that you feel there is no light in the tunnel and you just have to take it one step at a time. And I had a lot of those moments as well. So I decided to share all of these experiences with you and share the journey with all of you about my business and life. And I really hope that you will find all of these episodes helpful because I learned a lot from my coaches and my mentors and the podcasts that I listen to. And I feel every opportunity comes with a responsibility. And it is my responsibility to share these learnings with all of the fellow moms, with parents, with people who have very busy schedules. So let me tell you a little bit about my background. I've worked in many marketing and advertising agencies, including publicists, and I've worked on brands such as Nestle. And to be honest with you, I really enjoyed my corporate life. I enjoyed the meetings, the brainstorming sessions, when we were working on a packaging of a product and then you could see it on the shelves, and then working on TV commercials, radio ads. It was all so exciting, and I absolutely loved it. I don't think as a mother of two, I can go back to that kind of work environment because we were working really, really hard and there wasn't that much of flexibility. That's um, one of the challenges of traditional work environments that you have to work from nine to five, which that five becomes 10 p.m. sometimes, lots of weekends, a lot of hard work, but there's no flexibility as such. Well, things have changed since I left the corporate world. I know a lot of organizations that now offer that flexibility, which is a great start. And there has been a lot of changes in our work environment to keep our women talents. Let's leave that to another episode. A lot of things that I'll talk to you in this episode, we will dig deeper and we'll talk in more details in a separate episode. But let me give you an overall view of the reason I became an entrepreneur and the journey. After leaving the corporate world, I went to France to study um, strategic tourism management and get my second master's degree. While I was planning my uh, move, I met my husband and we went to France together. He did his master's degree as well. We had a great time in France. I really loved it. It was a great experience and I learned a lot about strategic tourism management. And because my background was already marketing and advertising, I was working on destination marketing. And I'll tell you more about that in another episode, why I chose tourism. As part of our master's degree, we established a company in France called Fraise Blanche, meaning white strawberry. And everybody was asking us, why white strawberry? And the funny answer that we had for them was because Orange and Apple were taken. Orange was a telecom organization in France. The name really stood out, and that was one of the learnings that we had. The little things that help you stand out from the crowd are super important. So we decided to establish a company. 
We were in our home, in our pajamas, sitting on our couch, and within an hour, we became an entrepreneur through an online process that they had. If I remember correctly, we spent around 100 euro as well. You become a solopreneur, meaning that you can't really hire someone, but that's a great start for a lot of people who want to test their ideas legally. That's what we did, and we established Fres Blanche in 2010. We moved back to Dubai 2011. I was already pregnant with our first child, and we established our second company in April 2011, which is an advertising and marketing agency called Polar Bear Creative. My background, again, is marketing advertising. My husband's background is also marketing and advertising, and we had a great experience in that field. When we established the company, I was already seven months pregnant. So it was very hectic moving back from France, establishing a new company, finding a house, finding our office, our team, and everything else that you need to do when you establish a business. After a couple of months, in July 2011, we were blessed to have our first son, Ryan. And if I want to be super honest with you, I had mixed feelings because within two years, I had new roles. I became a wife entrepreneur and now a mother and all of these new roles they came with different responsibilities as well and I found it really hard to cope with everything that was going on in my life well when you're single it's much easier to manage your life and all of a sudden within two years I had to think about others and I had a lot of responsibilities to handle after a couple of months I went back to work with a new idea because in our culture, we have a party for the babies after they are born. So it's not like baby shower that you tell the guests what you want to bring for you. Actually, your guests bring whatever that they want, and that is after the baby is born. So when we had a party for him um, after four months, I ended up with 16 pair of jeans, a food warmer, a sterilizer that I already had. So they were all great gifts but we already had them. So I came up with the idea of a classifieds for parents, and that's when Mom Sook was born. We already had the team, so we had our art director, we had two programmers, we had our social media manager, so it was much easier for me to, to establish the second brand in March 2012. The event that we had for the launch event went really well. We had over hundreds of people who attended, so that showed me that there was a demand in the market for that. We lived in Dubai, so in Dubai there are a lot of expats. We are all used to having our parents, our cousins, our neighbors when we have a new baby and when we become moms. So there is a great support group that we have back home. But in Dubai there are a lot of expats and there was a need to create that community for mothers so at least they could support each other. After we launched the business, we realized that there are so, there are so many amazing things that other mo mothers are doing. I remember only after two months when we had around 500 likes on our Facebook, somebody gave me a call and said, uh, Hi Mona, I have seen Mom Sook. Is it possible for you to promote our brands? We have some classes for babies. And the immediate answer was, yes, of course, I'd love to support you. I'd love to promote your brand. You know, at that time, it wasn't about mm, what are you going to do for us? Let's have a contract in place. Let's have mutual agreements. My intuition, and I really wanted to, to help others and to help other businesses as well, even though we had only 500 likes. Well, back in 2012, you could actually reach a, a much better number uh, when you had 500 likes on Facebook rather than now with 5,000. 
So the algorithms of Facebook have changed a lot since 2012. But we started promoting her and then the second person called a third person. Before I know it, we were promoting 25 businesses and we are a startup and promoting other startups on our page. And we put all of them together in an album called Mompreneurs. And um, I really loved that part. I really, it felt good. I felt fulfilled to be able to support other businesses, even though that was just a very small step of promoting them on our social media. When we had 100 mompreneurs in that album, I knew that there is a need in the market. I knew that as a startup, you are looking for any kind of support from other organizations. And that's when the idea of mompreneurs was born. So I tell people, we teach entrepreneurship now, and I tell them, I wish... I could tell you that I had like six months of research and surveys and everything else that now we teach others to do. But to be honest with you, Mompreneurs was really born based on a demand that we saw in the market. We listened, we listened to them and we took action. So in 2013, September 2013, we launched Mompreneurs Middle East. So let me take you back a little bit. 2010, we, we launched Fraise Blanche. 2011, Polar Bear Creative and Ryan was born. 2012, Momsuk. And 2013, Mompreneurs Middle East. So basically every year we launched a new idea and you know how hectic it is when you establish a new brand it's it's like your baby you have to really take care of it and it was very very hectic for us 2013 was one of those years that i realized um even though everything looked great from outside because of the mompreneurs idea and momsuk and women's empowerment and supporting moms we got a lot of attention from media we were on tv sky news um, national TVs, a lot of magazines without even paying. So these were all organic on radio and from outside. Everybody was thinking, wow, this is this is a great business idea. And the truth is that 2013 was one of those years that I had forgotten about myself, about Mona. So I was too busy helping and supporting our business. And I was a mom and a wife. And the person that I neglected was myself. And um, as I mentioned, there are a lot of stories in this overall story that I'm telling you that will dig in deeper and I'll tell you more about it. But 2013, I started doing a lot of research uh, when it comes to self-mastery and happiness and success. And what does success even mean? What does it look like? And I took a lot of courses from NLP to I went to Tony Robbins, a lot of books, lots and lots of readings and research. And to be honest with you, in 2013, we also realized that because we were moving too fast and we we're growing too fast, we were almost losing our business because we were having challenges with our cash flow. So I had two challenges in 2013. One was finding that meaning of success and being fulfilled. And the other one was saving our business. And that year I had to do a lot of research. Nine out of 10 businesses fail. I need to figure it out why that one uh, company survives and what are the key elements of running a successful business. 
2013 and 2014, we did a lot of research and we realized that even though both of my husband and I had a lot of background in marketing and advertising, we had master degrees, we studied accounting, and we thought that running a business is as easy as putting everything together. We didn't know what we didn't know. And a lot of entrepreneurs, when they start a business, they don't know what they don't know. And in 2014, we put a course together called Mompreneur Rising. And we, this was a course that we wish we had taken when we started our business. Because it wasn't just about the theory. It was everything that you had to do from the business planning to your values, your why, financials, projections, marketing, how to raise capital, what are the options. So these were the things that we didn't even think about when we were when we started our business so we put the course together basically to help and support other entrepreneurs and we got a very good feedback from the community we have hundreds of alumni and the feedback that we get is that it's an eye opener and that's the reason that we put it together basically so Mompreneur Rising was born as an in-person training in 2014, and we had 15 entrepreneurs in each batch, and we run the course um, three or two, four times a year. Then we started getting requests from women from other parts of the world. So there was a lady from Saudi and uh, someone from Jordan who were telling us, can we come for a couple of days, take the course and go back? But it wasn't really possible at that time because the course was two months and every week students would have come. We had a pitch finale for them at the end of the course. But we listened to the market. We knew that there is a demand. There is a need in, in this market for women entrepreneurs to learn entrepreneurship, but also to be part of the community. That was uh, one of the most important elements for us to know that they are not alone, to know that other mothers are doing it and they can do it as well. So we had hundreds of alumni when we decided to go digital in order to scale our business and to um, offer it digitally so anybody from any part of the world could join. It was great to do it as an in-person training because we could receive feedback from our students and we modified the curriculum a couple of times when we were sure that it was working and our students were fully satisfied with the curriculum we decided to offer the content digitally. At the same time, in 2016, we decided to move to Canada and we knew that the only way for us to expand globally was to offer the course digitally. And we learned everything about offering digital content in 2017 and we launched our Mompreneurizing in a digital format in 2000 and last year in 2017. 2018, we moved to Canada. So at the time of recording this podcast, it's 8 a.m. in beautiful Vancouver. And we absolutely love it here. It's been four months that we have moved to Vancouver. And when we came to Vancouver, the idea was still, uh, the brand was still Montpreneur's Middle East, but I knew that we had to change the name. So we changed the name a couple of times. We had a couple of ideas like Montpreneur's Tribe, that our community loved it because it felt like we got each other's back. We are one family. But also when I talked to my advisors and potential investors, we knew that the vision is bigger than uh, just a tribe. That's why we rebranded to Mompreneurs Worldwide in September 2018 after establishing Mompreneurs Middle East five years ago in September 2013. So for me, it was one of those proud moments that we established Mompreneurs Middle East 
in Dubai. And then after five years, I could rebrand it as a global brand into Montpreneurs Worldwide. And now anybody from any part of the world can join our community. We had to pivot a couple of times. We had to change the idea. So instead of just online courses, now we're offering membership to our women. And we had people from Slovenia, from Spain who have joined the community already. And that shows me that there is a need and the challenges of running a successful business and a thriving family are not really limited to a region and it is possible with the right mindset and support group. We at Montpreneurs Worldwide believe that empowered mothers raise empowered leaders and it is our vision to provide that support group and education and everything that they need to be a part of our community. So as you can see, it took me a couple of brands and a couple of years to come up with the idea of Montpreneurs Middle East at that time in 2013. So we had to launch Fraise Blanche, Momsouk, Polar Bay Creative. But then when Montpreneurs was born, that's the time that I focus on Montpreneurs Middle East. And for five years, that's a brand that I've worked on. My husband is handling the agency now. So Polar Bay Creative is an agency that we have and we have our own clients and we support each other and we are partners. But when Montpreneurs was born for me it was not just a business idea I see it as my driving force I'm very passionate about supporting other women and when I get their feedbacks and when I know that we can add value to their lives that's when I feel fulfilled but now let me take you a little bit back. So that was the journey of establishing Montpellier's Middle East and then expanding globally to Montpellier's worldwide. In between, in 2015, we were blessed to have our second son. Darian was born in April 2015. But that was again one of those years that I hit rock bottom. And I have to tell you all about it because that was one of the most challenging years that I had. I felt I was losing control um, and I was not in charge of my life at all. So it was also one of those years that made me much stronger. One of those years that I realized nobody's in charge of my life but myself. So I'm very grateful for that year because I met amazing people, amazing coaches and people who helped me and made me grow as much as I could in that short period of time. So I had a very challenging six months. And then the other six months was for me redefining success again to work um, on myself and rebuild money so I always remember a butterfly and the challenges and the pain that it has to go to become that butterfly and there are years in our life that we feel they are very challenging and we can't really continue but those are the moments those are the years that they define us so 2015 was one of those years 2016 I actually felt that I was much stronger I was a lot more confident and I felt I was back on track again and that was the year that I got actually a lot of attention on my personal brand as well as a mother of two and after establishing a couple of businesses I knew that it was time for me to work on my personal brand because we were getting requests from different brands for brand ambassadorship for speaking opportunities and I launched my own training called you can have it all which is the name of the book that I'm working on and also the name of this podcast and it's all about self-mastery energy optimization the meaning of success in life and I see it as my mission to share everything that I've learned in the past couple of years with other people who are also facing some challenges in finding that balance in running a successful business and a thriving family. And that is the reason you can have it all is born. I'll tell you all about personal branding in another episode. But personal branding is also super important, especially for people who are representing their brand. 
It's exactly like establishing a new business. So you have to work on the logo, on your messaging, on the website. What are the things that you want to do? So 2016 was a year that we focused on my brand as Monotavastoli as well. So this was the my journey of establishing our first business in 2010, Fraise Blanche, working on Momsuk, Polar Bay Creative, Montpellier's Middle East, Mona Tavastoli in 2016, with the You Can Have It All training and then podcast and book, and 2018, Montpellier's Worldwide. So here you have it, my journey in the past eight years, establishing six brands, two kids, and lots and lots of ups and downs. We will talk about each of these different phases in separate episodes. I will also interview amazing women who have done extraordinary jobs to make this world a better place. And we're going to learn so much from each and every one of them. I will interview organizations who support women leaders and women entrepreneurs, as well as strong and powerful men who believe in women's empowerment as well. I always say that I am an advocate of women's empowerment to make this world a better place for my sons and our daughters and all the children of the future. I am super excited to have started this journey with you. My promise to you is to create valuable content for you. And remember that you got this. You can achieve anything that you want. Invest in yourself. Still at any given moment, I'm enrolled in four or five courses each year because every time we learn, we grow. Keep investing in yourself, educating yourself and empowering yourself. And I am looking forward to sharing more with you in our future episodes. Have a great day. Make sure to subscribe and tell your loved ones to subscribe as well. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye for now. 